Oh, I'm so delighted. But I, I've had to sit on that for about since the summer. I've, I'm, I am now on the board, the election board, of in, who is inducted into the College Hall of Fame. Uh, coaches as well as players. So I have no, known for a long time, and it's all I could do not to. I love Dewey. I love the Selman family. So it's been hard for me to keep it under wraps. So, uh, but anyway, I'm glad it's out. It's uh, so well deserved. Uh, such a such a great family. Such a great guy, Dewey. There's former University of Oklahoma head football coach and Hall of Famer Bob Stoops talking about Dewey Selman being inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Look at Coach Stoops' a steel trap sitting on the information since this summer. He may be a media guy now, but uh, you can trust him mm. with, the, with the sources. The information is not going to leak out from Bob Stoops. But, you know, that, that probably was difficult. You, you know that huge news is coming away to, to Dewey Selman and, and some other people that he likes and respects. He talked about Mark D'Antonio and how they're buddies. It's probably not easy to have conversations with those and be, be like, ah, I can't tell this person, but it's going to be awesome when you find found out. Yeah, But uh, no, Bob did that. Good yep. for him. Really cool. Talked about it with uh, with Dewey. Awesome that he's in. Got a huge list of uh, of Sooners that will be following in – Years to come. It's going to be busy. Um, there's a bunch of of um, of guys that are eligible and uh, deserving of that honor. So we'll see what happens. Quick wrap-up of the game from last night. I mean, this text says, Last night highlighted that getting pressure, rushing four, is the single most important thing in college football. So let, let's, just go, let's just go here. What was the biggest thing that we learned tonight or that we learned last night that we could potentially apply to OU winning a national championship? Is there anything new that we learned or just reinforcing the point on what a championship squad looks like? I don't know if it's necessarily new, but um, here's what I'll say. Uh-oh, we need something. to um, – we need to get much better running the football. We were not good this year. Um, we had a couple of flashes, but I hate to say it, we were just not a good rushing team for a huge portion of the season. Um, it, Qu- quarterback run game had to be a big part of the offense, yeah. and not only a big part of the offense, it had to be a huge part of the offense once they got inside the 10-yard line. I mean, how many times did we see a Dylan Gabriel quarterback draw? And most of the time it felt like it worked, but they really had to lead on the QB run game this year. Yeah. Especially inside the 10. And, you know, there's – statistics don't tell you everything. I Michigan, for example, I'm looking right now on um, rushing stats for college football. Uh, like yards per game or yards per game. And Michigan's not – they're not in the top ten. I don't know where they are, but they controlled games, controlled the football, and it it wasn't and has never been for them a race to compile a huge amount of statistics. I mean, they ran the ball 
for 169 nice. yards a game, which is not as high as what Oklahoma ran it for. We ran it for 182 yards a game. Who has the better running game between the two schools? It's not even close. Correct. Right? So um, the stats don't tell you everything, but eye test tells me we were not a good running football team. It, we we have a or had a gotcha running game where it's about numbers. It's you know it's it's not anything really creative or um, you know where we're we're trying to scheme a certain way of blocking it against a certain front or overpowering you or there's none of that. It's all a gotcha. We're going to run it where you're not, and you know you can you can do some stuff like that until there's moments where. Everyone knows you're running the football. You got to run it, and you got to move people. We just we just didn't have well, it, and that's so. what Michigan did last night. Everyone knew what the game plan for Michigan was going to be out of the gates. They run the football, man. They're physical, yeah. and it felt like they were around 200 rushing yards in the first quarter with the way that game started. They they ended up with 303 on the night, but 10 minutes into the first quarter, I remember saying to myself, "Should Michigan even throw the ball again?" Right. The rest of this game, yeah, like just just for people to know, like, all right, they're going to come out, and they're going to run the ball at us. We know that, and for it not to matter, and you're hitting off big chunk plays, that's that's what that's what you got to get to, man. A- against a good team, and they know that you're going to run it, and it still doesn't matter. Um, the teams that uh, have played national championships before, that is a quality that those teams possessed, right? You know, yep, um, and. The next thing that we saw last night that we uh, would like to have or like to replicate or need to get better at, and uh, the texter uh, mentioned it, and I'll call it an organic pass rush. To me, it doesn't matter if it's three or if it's four. It can even be more than that. In like You can run man-to-man coverage and – not have a blitz on at all, but you can get six guys into the rush because the guy that has the tight end, tight end's blocking, so you blitz him. You make him stay in. A uh, linebacker that has the running back, he's he's looking to see if anyone's coming. You come, you force him to stay in. So you can end up getting more guys adding to the rush. Uh, so I'm not going to necessarily say rushing four. I'll call it an organic rush. We have to be able to get to the quarterback without dialing up blitzes. Now, when we blitz, we are really effective at creating disruption, getting to the quarterback, forcing the quarterback into bad decisions. You saw it against Arizona. But here's the thing. When you blitz a lot to get pressure on the quarterback – your defensive line does not get better at a four-man rush. The four-man rush is, uh, you know, I'm going to stay busy, but whenever we dial up a blitz and I'm going to get a one-on-one, that's whenever I'm really going to yeah. dedicate myself to the rush. Uh, you have to get your defensive line comfortable and used to being a four-man rush where the clock is ticking. Whenever you're in a four-man rush and you're playing just coverage, the defensive line has to be in a panic 
because every tenth of a second that that ball stays in the quarterback's hands, it makes it more difficult down the field to cover. So we got to get better at that. And got to get better at special teams. Both of those teams have excellent special teams, kickers, punters, field position. We've got to get better there. It, it cannot continue to be a liability. It just flat out cannot. Uh, agree. Brooke, great point. Clearly we need to be better at sign stealing too. Yeah, but sign stealing doesn't make field goals, but yes, I I I agree. She's she's being funny there. No, I. Uh, here's the thing: is I don't know what's going to happen with that over this off season. I don't think that their title is going to be taken away. I just no, I really no, no, don't. no, no, no. I don't. I'm talking about: are they going to have a push for helmet communication? And I don't think they will. And the reason is college football never agrees on anything. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it is just merely a coincidence or happenstance that the NFL has had uh, in-helmet communication for 25 years and college football still doesn't have it? Uh, No, I don't. No. uh, no. They don't have it because teams, a lot of teams, feel like it's an advantage for them because they can still signs better than other teams. Yeah, I'm sure. That's what it is. Dave from Norman says, Michigan did all that without their best offensive lineman as well. They lost him in the Ohio State game. Yeah, the Zinter kid. Didn't yeah. matter, though, right? Best offensive lineman. Most schools would freak out. We would be worried around here. And just ran right over them when they had to. Yeah. Peyton says, in Washington's defense, they had a lot of stops there in the middle, and it came to Michigan's defense one more than its offense. Yeah, well... I think Washington's defense is better than they get credit for. Um, you know, they had some they had some nice plays there, and I, there were some mess ups on Michigan's offensive line where they they didn't block the right guys, and you know, some Washington guys started you know taking some chances on how they were fitting things and and trying to crease them, and they got back there and made some plays in the running game. But that's a that's a good point. Rocky from Edmond, no word on EA Sports NCAA football game news announced during last night's championship game. I know, Rocky, I'm ready to arrest someone over that. Yeah. I'm ready to arrest someone over that. I don't know. Curious to see what happens. Maybe Stutzman will be the cover athlete of the game. I doubt it, but it would be Is cool. it usually the, the previous year Heisman Trophy winner? Not always, but it was always a guy that was off to the league, right? Uh-huh. And I think next year's cover athlete is going to be someone that's actually playing the sport next year, yeah, I believe. Yeah, because they can they do said. an NIL deal with it, yeah. right? But who knows? Now, they supposed to air a commercial or something to preview the game. They didn't do that. I don't know why I thought that I heard like a long time ago like pretty quickly after it was announced that they were doing it, that it was on hold. But clearly I'm behind. Sam in Tulsa, has anyone talked about potential weather issues during the 12-team playoffs? Will there be first-round games at campus stadiums? Trying to picture a 10-degree December game in Ann Arbor, it could be awful in Norman for that matter. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. I hope there's first-round games at campus stadiums. Well, there will be next year. Like that's, That's going to happen supposedly i you know i mean that's, that that'll happen that's what they've said but they also haven't even decided on what the format's going to be so hopefully we get word for that 
pretty soon. Boy, uh, that'll be a new conversation in college football. I don't know. This team is good in warm weather, but what if it has to go to uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan in December? Then how good are they going to be? Yeah. <laughs> that talk in the NFL all the time. I Hey, I think that should be uh, part of the conversation. Hey, this sport was meant to be played in the weather. If the deal is OU gets to host a playoff game, mm-hmm. but it feels like it does today, uh, let's go. I'm ready for it. Oh, are you kidding me? Hell has this, yeah. Has the snow melted off yet? I can't see outside. There's no – well, yeah, actually, it was – It was sun was out and it had warmed up whenever I was driving over here, but I don't know what in the hell. I, here, would you like to hear a funny story? Sure. Um, I get up. I work out at my neighbor's. My neighbor has a shop that – That's interesting. Is, it's like huh. spray foam insulated. It's full gym. It's awesome. Do you pay for this gym? Do you have to show, show your phone and beep? Like other gyms? No, which actually up. reminds me, he owes me some cash for winning the fantasy league. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I take my I take my golf cart over to his house every morning. And today, at about 5.30 a.m., which I had no idea the roads were going to be bad. I knew it was going to get cold and windy, but I didn't know the roads were going to be bad. I pull out of my driveway. I'm driving down the road to go to his house in my golf cart spin out of control. I'm doing like 360s in my golf cart into the ditch at 5.30 in the morning. Today. Whoa, really? <laughs> yes. What a loser. <laughs> and probably some, were you in like some gym shorts or some Lululemon pants? I I had some uh, <laughs> pants and a, and a hoodie on. Did you like pull, push the golf cart out of the ditch? I was able to, oh, I was able to negotiate the golf cart out of the ditch on my own, That's but great. it was still funny. That You're right. That was a funny story. Thank you so much for sharing because <laughs> I had that visual and it makes me happy. Yeah, I don't, I, we'll, we'll see if the weather's uh, an issue or not in the 12-team playoff next December. Um, I, I pretty much operate that... It can't be any worse to what most of us, a lot of us, have felt in Arrowhead Stadium uh, for Big 12 championship games. That's the worst I've felt. Now, I haven't at- played in Lambeau, right? I haven't, I haven't, like, Arrowhead, that's the most uncomfortable, more than once, that I've ever been at a football game before. Well, it's going to feel like Lambeau this weekend, especially for <laughs> Miami. Jeez. Woo! Zero degrees or so. I don't know if I haven't looked at if if that's what the uh, the forecast has stayed at. But yeah, hey, like I said, I'm all for it. I believe that this sport was um, meant to be played in the weather outside, and I'm down for that. I think that makes it better. Worst weather game you've ever played in? Do an OU one and an NFL one. For me, it's. Uh... The 03 Big 12 Championship game, standing in that one. That's just, it's just awful. It's just it, awful. Was, it was cold, but I don't remember that game being cold. Every game in Kansas City that time of the year is yeah. cold. You know, when you're playing, it's not nearly as bad. Um, I guess I guess that would be it, but... I really don't remember college playing in any really bad weather games. Um, O2 Iowa State at home was not that was not great. But when you're kicking someone's ass like like you are, yeah. then it's probably and, and defensively, not typically that bad. you want the weather to be bad. And it's easier to play defense when the weather's bad. Uh, NFL, I wouldn't call it bad weather, but I played 
at Lambeau the final game Ooh. of the season, my rookie year, Ooh. and buddy. At a playoff contention by then as yep, well? Out of mm. playoff contention. Uh, we kicked off at like three thirty, whatever the you know the afternoon it's window is. Probably dark at three thirty. It then. was. I remember thinking, well, at least it's not a night game. Hang on a second. Like when we got off the bus at one o'clock, it was already dark. Basically, yeah, that was freezing cold. Two thousand three Big Twelve Championship game says Tyler Me Too. Yeah, guy parts unknown. Tyler Me Too. OU Nebraska at Arrowhead had cheap seats, and it's the coldest I've been in my life. Was that in 09? That was in 06. Six? OU Nebraska at Arrowhead. Yeah. That's when uh, Malcolm Kelly had the had the freestyle after the game. No big deal. It's I would I would say in college the 2000 Big 12 championship at Arrowhead was probably the worst because I I was sick and I stood there for the entire football game. And then had to run down on kickoff on, after the last mm. field goal or whatever. How were your we legs actually there? Did you have to look down? I, see if your feet were there? I was barely moving. It has to be the slowest I've ever run in my life. Uh, Camo Sooner with the, I mean, it's, it's the worst tweet of the day. Fake news alert. Teddy lost control of his golf cart and nary a cusk word was spoken. <laughs> well, on air or... At the moment of uh, spinning out, because I can guarantee you there was a WTF. <laughs> I had no idea what was what just took place. Uh, Chapstick says worst weather was either the 87 or 88 Nebraska game. We sat upper west side on the south end zone, about three rows from the top. It was like 25 Ooh. degrees, sleeting, and right windy as hell. It. It's the second coldest I've ever been. I didn't think about it that way, too. If OU's hosting a playoff game next year in December, and it's brutally cold, Wait till you're sitting up there on the upper deck of the east side. You want to oh, be you want to be in the very top it's row windy. on the north end with your back against oh, that scoreboard, gosh. don't you? Yeah. Whew. If you're not inside. That's the thing, man. I'm telling you right now, it is way colder to stand and watch a game in the stands than it is to play in one. I, I know. We have it rough, man. No one yep. ever talks about how rough it is for us. So thank you for acknowledging it. Tough. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. Stay with us. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the Spats Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a Spats Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. It's hoop season at the Lloyd Noble Center, and you do not want to miss your chance to catch the OU women's basketball team in action this season. The Sooners' home schedule is packed with great games and entertainment for the whole family. Tickets are just 10 bucks for adults and special pricing available for kids and seniors. Browse upcoming games, ticket packages, and more at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And we'll see you at the LNC for OU women's basketball this season. Boomer Sooner. AndyHookPromise.org. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Stanley Layman, 405-651-3439 is the Kenneth Meyer 
Chevrolet text line. It was official last night. Jake Roberts committed to OU. He'll be the second tight end ad in this portal class. Still right. waiting on DeLance Hurd from LSU to make his decision. Sounds like that's OU, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. Just watch out and see if there's a visit to Ole Miss this weekend. That could be very telling. Has he made a visit to the University of Oklahoma? Uh, this past weekend, yes. Nice. Yeah, and Tennessee as well. Still waiting on Casey Thompson. Sounds like that one's going to happen, though. And still waiting on OU to make Zach Alley official, but apparently he's been in Norman for a few days now, so there's no like there's no real worry or concern about what's going on there. They just haven't made it official yet for whatever reason. But I've got to think by this week that'll happen. What's your theory? Not in a rush to do so, I guess. I don't really have much of a theory if he's really been in Norman for the past few days. Hmm. You worried about it? I'm not worried about it. I just wonder what the I thought it could be today if uh if it's not by tomorrow to be what's that's been like a week since it's been reported what's, what's yeah. going on here yeah I don't know don't know what it is maybe maybe contract issues they're working through with whatever the language was in his contract where he's leaving or trying to figure something out where he is where he's going to be I don't know but it's it's interesting. Maybe he's trying to negotiate doing uh, kicking for chicken for a home game next year. Mm. You know, just a thought. There you go. But nice. yeah, Casey Thompson sounds like that's still going to happen. Uh, not on a scholarship situation, but he'll have one year of eligibility. And they got Jake Roberts from Baylor yesterday, officially. Well, at least according to his Twitter, twenty three catches, two hundred thirty one yards, one touchdowns. He'll have one season of eligibility left. Way too early top 25, Paul. Oh, boy, it's a big day for ESPN mm-hmm. on three in the athletic because they all get to put out their way too early poll. ESPN has OU at 15. On three has them at 12. The athletic has them at 15. That's not a big surprise to me. Probably yeah. where I would have uh, projected that they were going to be in these way too early top 25 rankings. Texas getting all the love. Two out of the three polls that I found are the number two team. Oh. Way too early. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Number two team? Uh-huh. I even saw some SEC podcasts pro- uh, project records for next year. They have OU at the big fat 6-6. Six and six. Texas? Oh, but 11-1 and one is a record for next year. Consider me a seller. On Texas in 2025, please. 11 and 24. What what podcast? SEC Unfiltered. You seem stunned. Stunned. Which I guess I was stunned at the moment, but boy. Stunned. That would be, well, it'd be the same record they had this year. The same record they would have this year with, oh, I feel like every good player they had headed to the NFL in a more difficult schedule. I don't know. I, we'll see. Look, I don't think Texas is going to be bad next year, but they're not going to be the second best team in college football next year. And I'm not even going to throw out the caveat of, well, we still got to see what happens in the portal, especially with this. I don't think there's nothing out there that's going to make Texas the second best team in the sport next year. 
I'm I am I can tell you're just, you're really stunned. I don't know why you're stunned or surprised that anyone is overhyping Texas way too early in the offseason. But this one gets you. It's it's Yeah, I'm I am just absolutely floored. I cannot believe I I don't under what justification would they be number two? Who Georgia number one? Georgia I'm guessing number one. Yeah, maybe lack of other teams to put there, but even even that, uh, okay, whatever. Here's what ESPN has: Georgia at one, Texas at two, uh, Oregon at three. Bama at four, Ohio State at five, Michigan at six. Why in the? Why are you putting a team? Oh God, Michigan's going to be better than Ohio State next year. I, I guess for the life of me, I don't understand putting a team behind another team that's absolutely dominated them for three consecutive years. Yeah. But what, whatever, I, maybe I take these two seriously. Ole Miss at seven, Mid-Zoo at eight, Arizona at nine, Notre Dame at ten. Followed by Washington at 11, Penn State at 12, Utah at 13, LSU at 14, and then there's OU at 15. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So has Texas done really well in the transfer portal that I don't know of? They got a nice player from UTSA that had a lot of sacks last year, but, I mean, I they're not on anyone's top three, top five in terms of portal classes this year. Yeah. Uh, expected key losses. Uh, Ad Mitchell Matuba as well. That's that's a good get. Yeah. Um, expected key losses. Ad Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, Jonathan Brooks, Jatavian Sanders, Christian Jones, uh, Devondre Sweat. Sweat, Byron Murphy. All of the best players on their team. And that's not even all of them. They had more NFL departures than just that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Maybe, maybe so. I I think that that probably has to do with they incorrectly think that Quinn Ewers is is like really, really good and can carry that football team. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think it's another one of those things we make fun of that's rather lazy. Is Texas had its best year in a long time? People overvalue Quinn Ewers. Let's put them at number two in a way too early poll for next year. Because, I, and I, I'd love to hear an argument. Like, did, did Texas have a good year this year? Yeah, they did. They made, made the playoff. Great year. But what about them after everything that they lose would think that would tell you that they're going to be the second best team? They, they have to be overvaluing Quinn Ewers. That, that has to be the case. I just I can't get there. I don't know. I don't know. I would say that it's more ESPN paid for propaganda, um, but someone on an SEC podcast picked him to go 11-1. and one, So it's, it's – Well, then two out of the three – this isn't just ESPN. I can't remember if it was on three or if it was the athletic, but the other one, one of them had it uh, at Texas number two as well. So the hype will be strong for the Horns this offseason. Maybe people don't know everything that they're losing in the draft. I have no idea, but it's way too high for those guys. Crazy. I don't know. That's uh, that's wild to me. I don't. I guess I shouldn't be 
shouldn't be surprised by it, but every year I'm surprised by it. And I also shouldn't be surprised by the fact that uh, ESPN has Oklahoma at 15. Um, Which is about 15 spots higher than some had them last year. Remember at this time last year, uh, there were there were a few that didn't even have them ranked in the way too early top 25 poll. I know. I mean, they've got Utah higher. They've got Penn State higher. Um, Notre Dame Notre Dame higher, it's, I don't know. Okay. Peyton makes a good point. It's not like they're Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, et cetera, where they've proven they can lose people and still be good. This is their first good season in 14 years. And, and that's a good point. Like Bama's losing a lot to the draft. Um, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Jace McClellan, I think, yeah. announced today that he's going to the league. Like, Dallas, they're losing a lot to the league, but Bama's lost a lot to the league for the past 10-plus years, and they still yeah. – that's a really good point is they have not proven that they can lose a lot of talent and be just as good the next year. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be paid for propaganda. I refuse to believe. I I don't even know who put this together. Maybe they, a bunch of different people at, because I'm looking at the ESPN one. Maybe they all voted and, and it worked out. I refuse to believe that the the people at ESPN that watch the games, cover the games, know the teams in and out would would pick Texas to be the number two team in the country. Well, Mark, I refuse to Mark believe. Mark Slaybach is who uh, wrote it. And the way that uh, ESPN is seeing things right now, maybe another ESPN show will call out something publicly of something else ESPN. Yeah, I don't know if you understand that reference or not with yeah. what's going on with Pat McAfee, but it's, uh, it's certainly on the table right now for ESPN. Yeah. Um, Their PR is going great at this point. I guess with Oklahoma, I, I guess I do understand it to some degree because, number one, we we have – burned our bridges of ever getting the benefit of the doubt on anything and that's our own fault and we lost Dylan Gabriel and according to most people there's no chance that we can win a game without Dylan Gabriel and I understand that because they don't know what they're talking about but you know in their defense we did go play an inferior Arizona team and get our asses beat at the end of the game because we turned it over six times. So I can't really be too mad at them putting us at 15. Law still stings, man. Still a lot of hurt in that voice. Yeah, well, the game is one thing. It pisses me off to see programs like Utah, Penn State, uh, Notre Dame, Arizona, Missouri – Ole Miss, these teams suck, and there's no reason. Uh, Texas, I forgot to mention Texas, there's no reason those programs should ever be mentioned or ranked above us in anything, ever. Feels like you're taking this as a, um, 
It's more of like a beauty contest here recently, more than anything, and OU hasn't done enough to be more attractive than Ole Miss or Mizzou in a preseason poll. Yeah, Am I, I kind of getting to the point there? If, yeah, and think yeah. about that. I think about what that means. Unfortunately, we talk about this, and perception is reality. And you're trying, you're stacking good recruiting classes together, and and all of that. There's there's a ton to be excited about, but my God, I you have to look at all this crap. Like this is talked about as if it means something. Teams are going to be recruiting to it. They're going to be looking at where Oklahoma is, and oh, no one thinks they're going to be any good. Why would you go there? And it's our own damn fault. Pisses me off. We late for a break. <laughs> yeah, a little right. bit. This Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. But without an eye, <laughs> or without the, or without the L, I guess is what it says. Thought it was an I at first. I don't know. Uh, Looks like an L, doesn't it, on the text line? Yeah, I don't know what it is, and I don't know what I pronounce in there. So Ari- it's definitely a Y. It's well, Arizona. I think it's an, yeah. Well, I think it's an IA though. Is what he's You don't think it's A R I Z Y U H? Now there's a different it's like, different ways you can spell Arizona. Yeah. It's like Nova Scotia. I A. That's okay. the only example I You can know what? Give. Whatever the letter <laughs> is, I think we all get the point he's here. He's correct. Three one six. I agree, Teddy. Te- Oklahoma's not common. I'm tired of us looking at ourselves as common and acting and playing that way. We will still make every quarterback we play look like a Heisman candidate. Well, I I don't know that that's the case. Again, I go back to this season. Defense played good enough to win against Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Arizona. So, I mean. Could they have played better? 100%. Absolutely. They could have. Um, but, you know, it's just it's become too much of a common occurrence. And I, I understand. You, you're, whenever you're as good as Oklahoma is, you're always going to lose to teams that are inferior to you. That's just how it is, right? But I, it, it's, the, it's the same thing over and over. Like, it's not a couple of bad bounces. It's 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 kind of the same thing, and and until we get past it, we're we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from anyone. People are tired of being wrong about us, and when they're tired of being wrong about you, you know where they end up putting you at fifteen behind Utah and behind Penn State, sorry ass, and behind Notre Dame, who hasn't done anything in forever, and behind Arizona who turned you over six times in a bowl game, behind Missouri, who sucks and has always sucked, behind Ole Miss, oh, it's the most frustrating thing ever. But we earned it. You're kind of, I guess, like, now that you say that, you're in this group now where it's, all right, you've been good in the past, kind of, but you're on probation. Yeah. Because you're at 15 and Florida State's at 16. They were undefeated this year, but, y- y- you know, maybe that's not the best example. Tennessee at 17. All right, you had one good year, Tennessee, and we were wrong about you this year. We're putting mm-hmm. you just inside the top 20 until further notice. Clems- uh, Clemson at 19. 
nope, you haven't been good in like three years now. We're barely putting you inside the top 20 until further noticed. Yeah. We've been banned. Been yeah. banned. We've been banned for the longest time. We were included even whenever eh, things don't look that great, but we're ranked pretty oh, high. I, top I bet 10. even when you had to reload after the 04 season and you lost all those, you know, foundational players, you're still in the top 10 preseason going into mm-hmm. 2005 with all that change. But yeah. they, uh, they got something to prove. There ain't no doubt about it. John from Bartlesville says, Rage about the KU and Bedlam games, too. I want to download it and save this podcast for workouts. Luckily, John, you can go to our uh, KREF podcast page, and I'm sure those are still there. If you've ever needed to, uh, if you've ever wanted to listen to a podcast where someone is raging about punt coverage, <laughs> just go to the, the Monday after the KU game. You, oh, you, will, you will find that. But that's the type of stuff I'm talking about, that specific stuff. I mean, and I, I get it. You, you're going to get mistakes. You're going to have mistakes. You're going to have mistakes by young players. Um, you know, it, that's going to ha- that's going to be how things go. But you know, I know Kansas was a much improved team. I like Kansas. I like the way that they play. I mean, there's a lot of things to like there. But, but they should not be on the same damn field as us. And there's no one. That can convince me otherwise. Well, especially when all you had to do is get a first down and you end the game. First down on the plus side of the field. That's it. That's it. You weren't backed up inside the five. Plus side of the field after a turnover. Biggest momentum shift maybe in the game. Go get a first down and it's over. Yep. Yep. But, you know, we we run those stupid RPOs and we got, you know, quarterback just hand the ball off and – I don't know, man. Hey, only 200-plus more days that we get to talk about this. That's cool, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's full-on off-season now, dude. There's not even any other uh, national games to look forward to. You ready? No, I'm not ready. I just You ready to talk about, for the 75th time by August, which SEC road game you're most looking forward to? I just get so annoyed that... Oh, well, you know, the game is different now. No, no, the game is not different now. The people that are running the game are different now. The game is the exact same. It's the exact same. And the same things I've been bitching about nonstop are the same things that we screw up nonstop. So, you know what? I I I will admit whenever I'm wrong, and I'll admit whenever I'm stupid, and I'll admit whenever things pass me by. As will the text line. But, you know, I haven't seen it pass me by yet. It all still looks the exact same to me. And the exact same things that have needed to change for a long time still need to change. And you cannot gloss over it with a pretty paintbrush. You have to be able to win the line of scrimmage. That's it. You can't gimmick your way around it. You can't have a guru call your way around it with game plans and mm, stuff like that. That's a shot at Muleshoe. You just have to be able to move people off the football on offense. And if you can't do that... Everything else is chicken you-know-what, and eventually it's not going to work. I'm so glad we got here today. Trying to remember how how we we got got here. What did we learn from last night's game? I think that was it. 
about 50 minutes ago. Uh, uh, you know how we got here? A preseason list. Oh. A preseason list that has Texas number two, who we beat their ass down in the Cotton Bowl, okay? We beat that team's ass, and for whatever reason, didn't get better from that point on, and Texas, frankly, didn't either, right? They just didn't go lose to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. Yeah, they tried to a couple times, but sure. We beat Texas. We should have beat everyone else on our schedule, and we should have been in the semifinal, right? Yep. But Had the highest odds to do so after week seven, eight of the season. We ran out of Maybe gimmicks, nine. though. Ran out of gimmicks. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. McBride. With online news, social media, and texting available 24-7, the world seems to be spinning faster and faster every day. And it can be overwhelming. Sometimes we just need to unplug and take a break from our electronic devices. It can help reduce stress and allow us to reflect on the things that are really important in our lives. This message brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the day. I tell you, man, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line just has a way of, all right, get a little heated here we're getting serious and they just have the ability to throw out a joke that just makes you laugh (laughs) sooner jet said all right where's that damn tequila and if you're listening to the uh the 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 segment with bob stoops earlier he was saying go go get that rock and roll tequila out later tonight (laughs) no kidding sooner jets where is that tequila yeah we'll be fine i just go through moments John and Bartlesville, y'all should get Teddy to play. Y'all should get Schmitty to play Teddy's rants during the continuing forty-nine med ball sit-ups in the off-season. Yeah, well, maybe they'll do that. I don't know if it's. I don't know if compliance will sign off on it. Ooh, hmm. That a shot at compliance there? Sure sounded like sure. One. Yeah. Whoever whoever wants to accept Boy, who accept are you not shot? mad at uh, right now or upset at? Compliance, offensive uh, uh, offensive identity, mindset mm-hmm. within the program. Uh, I don't know things. that. I don't. I think. I don't think the mindset is. I don't think the mindset is bad. I I really believe that we have a, a locker room full of the right guys. I do. Um, now, we got to get way better. You know, we got to get bigger, faster, stronger. We got to get smarter. You know, one of the ways you get smarter players is whenever you allow them to make decisions on the field. You don't control everything from the press box and the sideline. They got to be able to be good decision makers, and they routinely uh, mentioned that last night on the broadcast. Michael Penix, he could he could make a call, an audible, whatever he wanted. It's an epidemic that is killing college football. All right, that's it for us. I'm sure we'll do more of this on Thursday. Yeah, you got your Wednesday <laughs> off day off tomorrow. You Congrats. guys killed it on the text line as always. You guys drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Ice cold Pacifico time. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so 